we create a system where everything is automized from cleaning crew to the management to the handyman everything is automized where it's hands off you can do the same thing in multiple states we've got units in minnesota we've got units in kansas we've got units in texas so we've got in multiple location it's the same procedure everybody want to get the bag but y'all really know what is going to take trying to figure out how to start now blue jeans got to show you all way cuz we top finance and them up chasing and anything it takes to get in the state we've been grinding up there finding ways to get paid better hop on this wave cuz we dropping blue jeans jb dropping blue jeans ag dropping blue jeans new podcast baby tune in we in this thing dropping guys let's go nevin joseph on bro pleasure pleasure to have you on man we're so excited to have you um everything that we understand so far you're just crushing the rental arbitrage game and we really want to dive deep into that but before we start how'd you get into real estate man actually when to start with i really didn't know anything about real estate i had my own w2 job i'm an engineer but i kind of was watching youtube and i came across robert kiyosaki's video where he was talking about uh the cash flow quadrants and he was talking about the, the your financial statement and kind of I, that was the first time i was like wow that's cash flow i mean and you can use debt that way and it's so when you use debt and you don't have to use your money your my thinking started to expand it just became limitless because you're using some, other people's money now and you're and the fear of okay saving up your money and then buying or buying something buying an investment just was thrown out of the window so that's where it's it all started and then i got into a mentorship and and they mentored me um got into wholesaling um but that was also like a job for me because once you close the deal again you got to do another job so that was too much for me i was like i i want to i want to do something where i get constant constant cash flow and income so that's where i started to concentrate on doing short term rentals uh using rental arbitrage where you're just using the money not to to control the property you're using a master lease and you're controlling the property where and you're creating cash flow so Love that's my where my whole thing is currently that's what i'm doing right now i don't do wholesaling i don't do anything this is my main focus you know it's so interesting because we've had a lot of guys on and girls that started from robert kiyosaki but generally from his book he's got you from cash flow quadrant as well <laughs> the game got the whole game man he's uh very influential on uh, a lot of people's real estate journey to start off with you know so man interesting how many units do you have now uh at the moment i've got five of my own and i've partnered with another par- uh, person uh and we have 13 together 13 wow. together yeah wow so 18 total yes are you guys self managing yes so that's the that's the uh different model that we use we don't hire a management company we create a system that's our main focus rather than just doing rental arbitrage we create a system where everything is automized from cleaning crew to the management to the handyman everything is automized where it's hands off you can 
do the same thing in multiple states. We have it in multiple states. We've got units in Minnesota. We've got units in Kansas. We've got units in Texas. So we've got it in multiple locations. It's the same procedure. You want to elaborate on that? I'm, I'm super curious myself. Yeah. So what we do is we stay away from single families. We hmm. only do rental arbitrage in apartment buildings. So the advantages in an apartment building is you have all your units in one under one roof. Number two is it's much easier for your cleaners to clean. When they have to do like two, three units on the same day, they can just go one at the time. They don't have to waste time on traveling. They don't have to waste time on getting the inventory in each unit. So for all the apartment units, we have all the inventory in just one one place where it's easy to track the inventory. We know how much of uh, toiletries are going to get consumed, how much toilet paper uh, you know, is consumed. So we can keep a track of it if everything is in one unit. Because when we have multi different inventories for each unit, it's so hard. You know, one you just might have a shortage of toilet paper. One you might have a, sh a shortage of uh, coffee pods. You know, all those things. So we just keep everything in one place, single point, and then our cleaners have our cleaners only have access to that inventory, and they keep track. So for them, it's also easier. They say, okay, today I took so much for this, these units and we just have a track of what they're consuming and then when it needs to get replenished immediately they just inform us and we just replenish that um, in terms of management since we're doing rental arbitrage it's the management company's responsibility so if there's any problem we just raise a call they come they get it fixed and we're done wow. so wow. we don't hire a separate management company or anything everything is 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 just managed by the by the management company of the apartment so that's money. That's ten uh, percent of the ten. I mean, I've heard people charging for a short-term rental between fifteen to eighteen percent. So that's fifteen, eighteen percent into our pockets now, which we don't have to spend. <clears throat> so how do you go about finding someone who's willing to do a master lease, right? Because you mentioned that they're covering the maintenance and they're kind of handling all of the uh, the bigger ticket items. But how do you get someone to agree to that? Just like. Anybody, just like leasing an apartment unit, we just, I just, we just go ask the owner, hey, can I, you know, we are looking to lease a number of units in your property. But the thing is, it's not going to be under my name, it's going to be under my company name. Are you okay with that? That's, a, that's how I start the conversation. I just want to feel them out. Just like how, uh, I, I'm sure you're aware, like how wholesalers and we, and, you know, people in the real estate industry they look for motivated sellers like that i look for motivated owners owners who are tired of having crappy tenants who are tired of maintaining the property who are tired of you know not getting proper rents from the tenants those are the owners we love to work with because we are problem solvers we are going in there and we're helping them to solve their problems probably it could even be the problem of the management company, they're a crappy management company, they don't know how to, you know, get the, vacate those, evict those people who are not paying the rents or not getting the rents on time. It could be either one, probably, but ultimately it's the owner who's getting frustrated. So we'd like to go there and solve their problems. We'd like to go there, hey, you know what, let, how about I take care of this? How about I pay, I, I pay the rents on time. I maintain the property. I take care of it because for us, maintenance is absolutely a must. In the short-term industry, every time a guest checks out and the next guest checks in, we want it to be picture perfect. We want it to look exactly how we advertised on the listing. 
we just don't want to say oh we just don't want the comment to say like oh it's just nothing like what is on the pictures it's it's really bad it's not clean it's not well made we don't want that type of a feedback so uh, ultimately in the long run the owner understands that then a traditional long term 12 month tenant giving it to someone like us where we regularly maintain the property it raises the value of the property tomorrow when he's selling the apartments let's say i've got let's say he has a 12 unit building and i have half of his unit I've, i'm renting it from him i maintain half of his unit and when he sells it he doesn't have to do a lot of maintenance he can just show hey this is how the units are and you know he can raise the value and he can sell it to a high, you know you know higher price if he wants so everything is an advantage to the to the owner when we as a long term tenant uh, come in but usually when you start first it kind of takes time for them to understand so we usually start with what i would recommend is starting with either one or two units and then automatically it's a snowball effect they start giving you units so you don't have to market for units you don't have to look for other properties you don't have to look for other locations it's just a snowball effect they keep giving you units as the tenants go because they just want no hassle hey you know this company is paying me on time uh, i'm having no headaches he's managing the property properly he's maintaining the property properly i mean what else do i need even if the management company says no the owner has the right to say you know give it to him so as much as possible usually it's very very hard uh, i wouldn't say very very hard usually it's hard to get to the owner when you even in an apartment building so usually i try to stay away from reits uh you know condos that have hoas and all because there's so many layers you know they say that from the leasing agent you say the manager and then you have to say to the general manager and then they'll have the regional head and then you know to get to the owner is so hard so usually i try to get as much you know where there's less layers usually owner managed is, is what i preferred but if if it's a slightly bigger building you know you can't have a owner management but i try to get to the owner as much as possible and at least Uh, let them know what i'm doing so when the owner is aware then things be- become much 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 easier do you have any campaigns that you're running to target distressed landlords or how do you find potential candidates for that on zillow just see what units are for rent uh but be very before that before even talking to anybody before even looking for a location that's the first thing that i work out is who is my demographic so in rental arbitrage or i would recommend any business if you find who your customers are so that's step 1 so you find your customer first how many customers are there how often are they coming to that place and once you know your demographic you go ask more questions to your demographic hey what, what why are you visiting this place what do you like uh what, what where do you usually stay if you stay at a hotel why do you prefer a hotel why not a short term rental what don't you like there what do you like there and you ask those questions and then you kind of know what your client is expecting what your demographic is expecting and after you do that that's where you set up the unit that's where i look for the owners in that particular area probably within a 2 3 mile radius of where they are if i'm looking for uh, if i'm serving corporate travelers usually where there's a lot of it companies um, you know and business travelers sales people come in and so within a 3 mile radius that's where i want my unit i look for apartment buildings within that vicinities and that's where i go in and all it takes is just one or two 
when you start with once you start getting clients in they automatically they refer other way you know there's a unit here and the company keeps sending people and then you get keep, keep getting booked uh just today i got a message from one of our uh, one of my friends who has a unit he said like uh you know how are you getting reservation my my unit is pretty much open <clears throat> whereas you're booked until the end of may how is that possible i said my units are totally designed towards my demographic so my unit speaks to them so the moment they see my unit they know oh this is a right fit for me and they come in and they reserve so everything i do it in a reverse order so what my demographics like that those things those points i consolidated and i pitch it to my interior designer hey this is what my client is requiring this is how the unit is what they what they need and then she takes that and she does magic with it and uh, she designs all my units so <laughs> so that's pretty much how i do nice we don't talk too much about interior designers too often but it is a really big part of you know being attractive to the guests and get premium bookings how did you find your interior designer i was looking for someone who could actually pitch to a lot of interior designers because i was very very particular of what my demographic wanted and i really want i interviewed each and every one of them i wanted to make sure they understood what the client wanted many of them when they saw this this one this like hey i've never done this before i just do like vacationers you know i the bed the this one the artwork I mean, yes that looks good on the pictures but does that solve your client's problem does it speak to them for example for example for my corporate travelers uh, i have a uh three in one a printer scanner and a, a fax machine there uh they have i have a smart tv where they can connect their laptop so that they can do conferences so everything is targeted to towards them to that to that client if a vacation i don't entertain vacations because if the vacations are going to come to my unit they're going to be disappointed why are they going to need a printer for right <laughs> it, they don't need that so everything even the design everything should speak to your demographic that's very very important people just think like oh we are earning so much in short term rentals let's design it and then they design it they take pictures they spend a lot of money and then they, when they when it goes live they are like okay why is nobody booking my unit okay how do what how are you marketing to them is just not the pictures are you actually speaking to them did you tell your interior designer what needs to be in the unit did you do your research they missed that part that is very very important to for a listing to be successful that's very very important if you do it in the reverse way it's always tougher then you have to spend a lot of money hard work changes uh to get your to acquire your clients you got to spend a lot of money to acquire your clients this way the pictures speak for themselves your listing description speaks for themselves you have to be very very apt even in even in my listings each and every line item speaks to my customers okay this is it's so far from you know from from the you know it companies this is the this, this is how many miles it is from from there uh, it's close walk to the restaurant like if you want you know it's close by to the restaurant if you want to go quick quick bite you can go there but you know we have fully furnished uh, kitchen uh we have we provide even basic spices so if you want to cook at home you know you have everything you all you have to do is just go to walk by the closest grocery store pick something up and cook so we we really target 
you know what they need you, you have to meet their needs so that's how i set up my units usually so going back to the marketing what channels are you using currently are you relying on airbnb or do you do direct bookings and your own marketing channel i use direct bookings that's what i prefer and um just i use airbnb vrbo as a backup just in case like one or two nights that are not filled you know i just market them through airbnb and i try to get the bookings there just additional revenue i just use them as a backup but usually i just prefer getting them um directly on my website and then are you using facebook ads google ads how are you getting people to get to your website uh facebook facebook craigslist and uh, there's there's a specific place on craigslist where you actually uh market and um so that's that's the place where uh, it's it's like it's a section called sublet or subleases so i marketed there on that uh this one and i get a lot of response and then what is your average stay are you doing any midterm rentals or is it mainly 7 days or less no uh after pre covid it was very short but after covid it's it's really been uh 60 to 90 days on an average is is a stay okay wow wasn't expecting that that's amazing man yeah the advantage when you get over 20 some states is 28 days some states is 29 days you you get a lot of benefits but people don't understand that they want to think like oh if you're if you're doing it like 60 to 90 days you know you have to sell short not necessarily because you have to think about it in this way when you are renting it by the night you have to pay something called as an occupancy tax or a transient tax number one and uh number two is every time that there's a turnover you are spending on inventory though the cleaning fee is paid but still you have to replenish your unit let's say you are having seven turns a month so that seven times of your inventory is gone but for me i'm doing it once every 90 days so for me if i buy some inventory it's pretty much going to stay there for six months for all my units Wow. I don't have to replenish until the next six months because I've been using less now. You, when you see that on a, you don't have to pay occupancy taxes. Your uh, your stay is consistent. You know that they've already paid for. Some people just pay upfront. Hey, I'm just paying for the entire ninety days for the entire stay. I've already got my money. I, I'm not worried about that about getting my money or them or or, or anything. And uh, that's that's pretty much uh, uh, you know that's the advantage of having it's. it's something in between a long term and a short term say they call it as extended stay extended stay america they do always more than 28 days so well that makes sense so obviously you talked about a few advantages what are some disadvantages that maybe don't come to the forefront of thought that you're facing in you know renting 60 to 90 days at a time 60 to 90 days initially i had the problem was once the guest leaves uh the cleaners really needed to do a lot of deep cleaning and i you know one day cleaning was not at all possible but i kind of changed that uh, perception where i even though my cleaners had to go i had i'd give i i would give them a move out checklist saying like hey these are the things that i absolutely need you to clean 
and keep it ready even though my cleaners are coming i need to all keep this if there's any other thing like anything missing excessive stains i'm going to charge you for that so it also keeps the guest responsible so in a way they they always try to keep they try to maintain okay at the fag end i just don't want you know the money sucked out of my account so they're kind of this one um so in the beginning i faced a lot of my cleaners were under a lot of stress but after i implemented this a lot of burden was taken out so when my cleaners now go in they can just sparkle the place even more they make it even more better they can keep it keep the standards much more higher are you familiar with furnished finder i've i've heard um good things about them from a midterm rental standpoint i was curious if you've used them before yes i do are you getting good traction there or it's still a new platform? No, very good. I've been using them for three, four years. Uh, sorry, three, oh, wow. two, three years now. Yeah, I just learned about them this year. And it's interesting because I don't hear a lot of people talk about your strategy, but it's very appealing from the low turnover, low occupancy tax standpoint. Yeah, and pretty you much you'll be making the same money like right. what what is your room rent you're going to make it but the thing is when you and also when you take them direct you avoid the occupancy taxes and you avoid the airbnb fees so you're saving about i think airbnb charges they get 15 percent. so for them it's a 15 percent discount when they directly book with a book with me so wow. i'm not losing my revenue in any way i'm getting the same revenue in fact, I'm, uh, I'm uh, yeah. Even though if I give them at a discounted rate, it's compensating because I'm having a longer stay, and uh, you know I don't have to have a regular turnover and spend on inventory. So in the long run, when you see in the twelve months, I'm pretty much making the same thing what other people are making um, every month. Yeah, I guess one of the challenges I thought would come up is continually continuously finding tenants, right? finding someone new to go and rent it out, especially if you're not in a very populated city, not a lot of demand. But then again, you're you're approaching it, looking at the demographic first, analyzing the demand, and then deciding from there. Yeah, so that, that saves a lot of pressure, it takes a lot of pressure. Oh, you don't have to panic when there's a, going to be an occupancy. Right. You just you just know that some. I mean, you already have a list. I mean, I have a huge waiting list. I just put them on a waiting list. I say, hey, if there's anything open, I'll let you know. I have two people there still waiting on, on the waiting list today. I said, just just wait. I'll let you know. And some of them are some of them. It's like I just don't even have time to respond immediately. I'll have you know they'll have to wait for a day or something like that. So. And you're like a popular restaurant in New York. People are just <laughs> at the door waiting for you to open. That's amazing. Yeah, no, the problem is nobody is serving this demographic. Just because it's on Airbnb doesn't mean that the, all, all the traveling nurses, it's going to fit. That's what I'm saying. It's very important to to make sure your unit, your listing fits your client. They want to book your client, uh, have, want to book your unit. You know, that's how it has to be. Not like, you know what, I'm looking at two or three options uh, and, you know, maybe I'll choose, you know, we don't want that. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the pool of people is a lot smaller, but it's underserved. So you're really capitalizing on that market. That's a beautiful thing, man. Crushing it. So you guys are at 18 total. What's, uh, what's the plan? Like how, how many are you looking to scale up to? Our long-term goal is 
probably to you know buy the apartment buildings or transit to maybe you know using the same plug and play and you know investing in hotels so that is so that's what is our long term goal apartments and hotels for every time we sign a master lease we also ask the owner if we could get the first right of refusal so when the owner is going to sell it in the future hey you know he can talk to us first so uh so that gives us an opportunity where we you know we could you know either buy it from him or cash if it makes sense or do terms because our goal now is to get majority of the market share that that's what we're trying to look we want to dominate this market and get a lot of this market share that's what we are focused on to serve this community to be the major market share in specific areas man robert kiyosaki has a lot to learn from you now <laughs> i'm saying oh, i'm not that good <laughs> i'm learning i'm learning well i just love the strategy because you're taking a different approach right everyone in the airbnb space aside from you know a select few individuals like jb and the guys that are really crushing it are kind of all doing the same thing but you're saying hey i'm gonna go a different lane and i'm gonna capitalize on an underserved need and so i love it yeah there's there's one that's what i i always uh recommend if anybody who's starting new here on the podcast there's a there's one demographic that's totally underserved and that is people who are physically challenged they don't have the right unit if your unit can accommodate somebody and if your unit is in the right location probably near the airport you know people you know they want to stay where they they where physically challenged people can stay or near the hospital you that's a great demographic to capitalize on they're just totally underserved there's just nothing available if you, even if you look on airbnb there's very few who have uh, handicapped accessibility uh, and even if they do have that it'll just be like maybe hey you can get in the wheelchair okay what next does your tub have a handle does your you know what other things do you have can you can you bring a stretcher in there's so many things that you need to look for but if your unit can, if you can accommodate all that in your unit that's a great demographic to to capture it's they're totally underserved they're willing to pay top dollar for you so that is another customer if somebody wants to start i would highly recommend starting with that so question like let's say if i have existing properties could i just start implementing things into that unit to capture this market um you know adding the handles in the shower and you know maybe extending door the door widths and whatnot yeah just uh interview i, I what that's how i did interview your clients interview some of the people in that area hey what would you like to have in your unit some there are some things where you would be shocked of what they ask you and you were like huh i never thought about it no we can assume as much as we want but they are the people who are going to stay with you at the end so they will know hey i really like this i really don't like this is of no use and then you don't have to buy that because you don't want to waste your money on that how often do you ask this question with your guests is this like after every checkout i never ask them i ask them way before i set up my unit because those are the points that i collect and give it to my interior designer hey this is what my unit has to be have these things i don't need 
Speaking of interior design, I think we glossed over it a little bit. You know, you, you went down the interview stage. Um, how were you finding these uh, individuals? Were you casting nets on like Facebook, looking for hires or how'd you find your interior designer? Um, yeah, there was a couple of, couple of websites uh, that I went to, uh, just kept calling. First, I tried somebody local. Uh, when I started to pitch what I wanted, it was like too overwhelming for them. They just mm. they just said no. They just couldn't do it. It's not that they didn't have the time. It's like they didn't have the expertise for that. Um, then after that, I also talked uh, to other hosts who who had uh, who had interior designers who designed their units. They so it was it was a lot of learning process for me, and some people were willing to do, but they were like, hey. I don't have experience, but I like to try. And I was not ready to try, give try, pay money for trial and error with my units. <laughs> sure, sure. So ultimately, then I found a, a person. She was down from. She was down in California. She has, as of today, she has done about six thousand units, just short-term rentals. Six thousand units. Wow. Is this she virtual as well? Lot, no, she 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 flies over. She does it in all fifty states. She does it internationally. Wow. Um, and she, I was like, she was like, Nevin, this is this is nothing for me. I, this is something that I do <laughs> my, with my eyes closed. I was like, okay, you are the person whom I'm looking for. And it was so much easy. She does it in three four days. She just does your unit, which is very important when you're doing a rental arbitrage. The faster you can get your listing live, the faster you can make your money. The more you just spend time buying furnitures, laying them all, taking months, there's a holding cost. But when when you do it in a week, by like it's for me, it's like within a week my unit is live. The day from the day I sign my lease, within seven days my unit is alive. That's how fast it is. Yeah. So yeah. it's like one after the other. You have everything down. What's the general size of these apartments? Are they like one ones? Are they studios? Are they all the way up to two twos? My units are for my corporate travelers are one and one one bedroom, one bathroom. It always as as I told you, I ask them what would you like? How often would you book? Do you want a two bedroom? Do you want a one bedroom? And usually after COVID, people just they just want a one bedroom, one bath. They just comfortable that way because they don't want to share. So kind of one bedroom, one bath really worked for, for the corporate traveler section. But if you're doing vacationers, you might need a bigger space. So your client is going to be the ultimate answer. As I told, we can assume as much as we want, but ultimately they are the people who are going to book. So talk to people, your demographic and just see what they what, they, what they're looking for. On a day-to-day -day basis, how much time are you allocating to these 18 units on a per-to-per-day ba basis? Uh, my VAs take care of everything. Wow, it really is hands-off at this point, right? You're just focused on acquisitions at this at this time? Yeah, yeah. And I've also got a full-time W-2 job. That's, that's one of the reasons I, I really don't get too much involved. Uh, 
yeah unless it's abs- the only time i get a call is only if i have to re- replenish my e- inventory i have to just, i just place orders uh, and that's the only time and of course when i look at my uh, paperwork uh, sorry my profit and loss statement <laughs> from my bookkeeper <laughs> at the end of the month yeah that sounds fun just click a few buttons and that's it So how many VAs do you have? That's an interesting take. I I don't think there's a lot of uh, Airbnb hosts that have VAs on their team yet. At the moment I have just one. I have just one VA. Um because since it's extended stay, they really don't have a lot of acquisition to do. So I just have one. But the main thing is they just keep uh, calling other um but they just keep calling uh, for them to give for me to give work they currently what we're doing is we're calling other apartment buildings uh, apartment owners we are asking um, you know how, how is their availability how soon are their leases expiring so that we can go you know acquire those units so kind of that's what our VAs are currently doing apart from their day to day so example um washer and dryer is not working in the unit for whatever reason um the guests are complaining or trying to get it fixed they're going to contact your VA and your VA is going to contact the property management company and get it replaced or fixed yes yeah and temporarily uh if they, we get an ETA if they're able to immediately fix it if not um it's an apartment building there's just not one or two washer dryers there are like 20 30 washer dryers we just tell them hey just use the the other one that's working until we get this fixed or you know take it to the laundry mat shoot us the receipt and we'll reimburse you for that that's the best that we could do but we have never done that we just saying hey use the other one because there's plenty of washers and dryers that's one of the advantages when you're in a apartment building you have multiple options yeah i mean it's <laughs> it's it's scary when you start first right there's so many unknowns but you know you just you you just learn as you go you ask questions hey how can i do better i always ask them the feedback even though you give them i mean even if you request them i call them up and i ask them hey what can i do better i i, I don't know how your experience was you've stayed here for 60 days i actually usually call them every month and just find out hey is there anything else we could do to make your stay much more comfortable i just call them up i just want to just keep the pulse hey if there's anything else i can do i just keep asking them. i just want to know that okay there is a human person I mean not when I mean me I meant I didn't mean me I meant my VA just to ma- make sure that you know they've been well taken care of and they're just not like hey here's your here's the keys once you're done after 90 days you know you can just leave <laughs> you know you don't know who I am I don't know who you are it's not like that it's like every time you know we just try to keep a connection there I'm going to take a spin on it real quick um off air you mentioned that you really enjoy um educating you know you really pour your heart into it um where that come from you know were you ever a teacher growing up uh before you got into your w2 like where that passion uh derive from no um um it's i don't know i'm i i don't think i'm i'm the i'm i'm, I'm really good at uh, at teaching um but i really I, I wouldn't say teaching I would really like to share my knowledge uh because I really like to see others win. In the, the beginning I had a problem I was struggling with the 
with the abundance mindset. I did not have that. But as I got into this business, it was like, I don't want to be selfish. And number two is everybody are afraid of competition. I'm like, there is no competition. There are thousands and thousands of these people who are underserved. It might take the next 20, 30 years for you to just for the market to saturate. It'll be a problem if you're just doing vacationers. If that's the only demographic you're serving, then if another COVID hits, you're going to be out of, uh, you know, guess. But this is somebody who's underserved. So there's no competition. Join with your friends, you know, just don't open one unit, just take five, six, seven, you know, you and, you know, your your friends, everybody just take two units each, help the owner get 100% occupancy, give him the rent on time, maintain the unit, make him happy. You know, that was, uh, so that's how it it changed. And uh, the other thing was, was uh, you know, me- mentoring, you know, you have to have a mentor. Uh, without a mentor, it's 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 really hard. Sometimes you have to have a mind shift change, and uh, yeah, the uh, my mentor really helped me in giving the abundance uh, mindset. Uh, previously, I had a me- another mentor, and he it was he didn't have that mentality. He didn't teach us that mentality. He was like, "Hey, you guys, you know, be in your own circle. You know, don't share your your hard money lenders with anybody." And I was like. That's how I was. My first mentor taught me, and then now uh, this my my current mentor was have the abundance on my day. Teach everybody. That really changed me. This is an untapped thing. Why should I be selfish? Why should I? Why? Why? Those are my fellow people. They are also people who have struggled before, like me. Why can't I help them? So that really changed my perspective, and this had really this gave me this uh, rental arbitrage was just another vehicle just like wholesale was this was just another vehicle to get to my goal and i just wanted to just take everybody on on on, on with me that that was all that was all i changed that was the only mindset that i needed the scarcity mindset completely left yeah you know, everybody yeah. needs a everybody needs a mentor you know it's a, you know you could do it on your own but a mentor would really help you get overcome that faster yeah, I love that, man. I mean, I've heard a lot of compliments and high regard for the book, The Go-Giver, and I'm currently reading it right now. And, you know, it, it's, it really is just a, a mind shift change and it, it goes a long way. Let's see how we want to get into the, the final four questions, man. This has been a great episode. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the questions the listeners is going to have is, you know, what advice would you have for someone just getting started? You know, people are looking up to you, you know, crushing it in the game right now, taking a unique strategy. So how can they try to follow in your footsteps? Find out whom you want to serve. Uh, the customer, if you, want, if you want another shortcut, is serve a customer who's like you. If you are a doctor, serve a doctor. If you're an engineer, serve an engineer. You know more about yourself than others. So so that would be where I would start. If I, you know, that's that's a simple thing. You know yourself more than more than others. So if you want to serve, you know, serve people like you, yourself. So that's where I would start. That's great advice. Yeah, research a lot on that demographic. Sometimes, yeah, just 
or just start with yourself whoever you are try to serve that community subject matter expert on yourself of it good place to start so why short term rentals as an asset class right you know if you look at real estate investing there's a bunch of opportunities to get into and you briefly mentioned wholesaling but what made you hone in on short term rentals nothing against wholesaling wholesaling is also a vehicle or uh, long term rentals is a vehicle short term rentals is a vehicle according to me just to get to where your goals are i am currently an immigrant and you know i i'm i'm here on a work visa and i really wanted to just temporarily just stay away from owning anything but what i learned from my mentor was you know he told he said a phrase i'm i'm pretty sure you also must have heard it rich people buy assets the wealthy control assets so i wanted to just control them ultimately everybody's goal is to get cash flow correct does it matter whether you own it or not yes you have advantages when you own it there's no doubt about it but cash flow is something is what makes a person a person wealthier so it doesn't matter whether you buy it but for me a rental arbitrage was a way that i where i can just control the asset and uh, just get the cash flow love it and so we've talked about this briefly but how would you go about finding a market for a short term rental right so you talked about honing in on your demographic serving a need but if you're looking at a map and you're trying to find an area where would you start let's say i just know exactly what they need for my unit so all those things are taken care of now i need to find the unit so i just open google google maps um and i just look for the closest hospitals list of all the hospitals and then find an apartment building that's close by that's all and set up a unit there keep it simple keep it simple the Love toughest it. part is knowing your demographic that's the hardest learning part if you can if you can crack the code on that if you can dedicate and spend a lot of time and just not you know way away and just just really seriously think about it take take your time slowly and research that learn a lot about your demographic the remaining things are going to be so much easier you the, the thing is with rental arbitrage or airbnb or anything you wouldn't know after the fact like after you set up the unit that's when you start to realize oh i why is nobody and then you think something's wrong with the listing is something's wrong with my pictures oh my interior designer didn't do a good job my photographer did a crappy job you start you go to the complaining mode rather than you don't realize like you started you took the the first step you took itself was wrong you didn't know who to serve you just threw something on the wall and expected something to stick on the wall and when nothing stuck on the wall you started to complain but uh, when you know your demographic you kind of build it towards them it's it's so much easier i love it where do you see yourself in the next 5 years what are your goals what are you trying to accomplish with your business yeah my goal is 
you know, to get apartment buildings and hopefully buy hotels in the future. Big time. Love it. One last thing, man. Um, our, our show is called Blue Gems. You've dropped a ton of gems all over the place. People are, you know, I know that they're excited about this. Uh, they learned a lot. Give us one more gem before we head out this evening. It can be anything. It could be on life. It could be on arbitrage. It could be on, you know, family, anything you want to share. Always, um, I just want everybody to always understand we have all been, you know, for people who started or people, there's always going to be a fear, correct? But Absolutely. the, but but a person, uh, the only person who can overcome a f- overcome fear, can become an entrepreneur. And it's not like it, it's it is hard for some people. That's why we, you know we have to have, you know, good people who have already gone before us we have to look at them and follow their footsteps learn from them learn from your mentors so it is very very important to see who have succeeded and try to follow them and not try to figure and do, just not waste time figuring it out yourselves because there's so much this is a era of social media there's so much a wealth of knowledge outside but you got to choose the right person that actually fits your goal and you know, learn to follow him and learn from him and keep keep moving forward. And uh, the other thing is, stay away from the shiny object syndrome. Don't do that. That that will really destroy your person. Just keep your mind focused on one thing. As I told, social media, a lot of stuff out there. You, people, I've seen people hopping around, and sometimes I just feel like shouting at them. Stay where you are. Stay in your lane. Don't keep jumping around. And just just don't listen. They just don't listen. It kind of frustrates me at some time, but you know, it's their choice. But I would just recommend everybody just stay on your lane. There is going to be fear. You got to overcome it. Take one step at a time. Just but stick to your lane, and you will get there eventually. When you turn back, you would have seen that you have crossed a lot of hurdles than a person jumping from one lane to another. He wouldn't have got anywhere. It's just like when you stand in a queue, right? You just see, oh, okay, the other line is going faster. And you go stand there and you see that this line is going faster. Then you come come back to this lane. Finally, you see you, you just don't go anywhere. But the person who was just standing in the same queue finally ends up at the finish line. So it's the same thing. You just stay in your lane, keep learning, learning, you know, fail fast fail forward yeah wow amazing man amazing that was poetic where can uh people find you man I, i'm sure people are going to be biting at the bit to to get a hold of you and and uh learn some more stuff from you yeah uh, just uh find me on facebook message me i mean uh you know if i have the time i can i can respond but uh yeah i'm just on facebook awesome yeah, i've I've, I've got I, the, the reason is I've got a full time W two job, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. So there's a lot of things that I have to do only in my spare time. So don't think that I'm I'm avoiding anybody. But if you message me on Messenger, I will respond when I get to it. But I will definitely respond to them. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we'll drop a link to your Facebook, man. Uh, such a such a pleasure. Really appreciate your time, and man, keep crushing it, bro. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. Great job, guys. Yeah, you too, man. JB dropping blue gems. AG dropping blue gems. New podcast, baby, tune in. 
We in this thing dropping blue gems.